The practice of medicine contains moments full of pain, despair, grief, and loss. However, the strength of the human spirit triumphs as stories of kindness, empathy, joy, and healing unfold. What follows are stories of human beings, sometimes doing great things, and sometimes small things with great empathy. Welcome to Med Stories, brought to you by the Teacher Learner Advocacy Committee at Indiana University School of Medicine. Welcome to Med Stories. My name is Brandon Brown, and today we have two medical students here with us, and I'm going to let you guys introduce yourselves. Hey, hello. My name is Sophie. I am going to be starting my second year at IUSM this August. Hi, my name is Anne. I am going to be in just starting my third year at the um, Indianapolis campus in the IU School of Medicine. So you're about ready to start clerkships then? Yes, just finished up my second one today. Okay, so you guys are a year apart. Yeah. And how did you meet? So I met Anne during my first semester during first year uh, in anatomy lab. Yeah, so the way the first year starts out is our very first class is called Human Structures. So it's basically you learn anatomy and you learn anatomy by going through and dissecting cadavers. So we paired off in groups of three and Sophie was in my group. So Sophie was one of the first people I met on campus. Yep. Got it. So you guys were doing anatomy together. What mm -hmm. was that like? Good class? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We actually ended up setting up lab practicals for every exam together, and I think that e that's even how we became even closer friends. Yes, there's something about working in a cadaver lab with people. <laughs> it's a very unique experience, something that you don't really kind of get to do unless you're in medical school, and so that unique experience just has a way of kind of bringing people together, mm -hmm. and yeah. So starting med school, that's hard. It's a big step up from undergrad, right? What was the experience like for you guys? For me, start? it was a very overwhelming and daunting start. I, I don't really have any family that's in the medical field, so it was all very new terrain for me. And so kind of going in and just not really knowing what to expect. And uh, one of our friends kind of says it's kind of like drinking water from a fire hydrant. And just like, and that really kind of hits just in the first week. All of a sudden, there's just a million of lectures coming at you. and kind of takes you back a little bit. It's not quite the same as studying for undergrad. <laughs> yeah, what'd you think, Sophie? So my experience was a little unique. I find, found myself um, struggling inc like incredibly much in academics with medicine. And I think I felt uh, very alone in that struggle mm. um, in the sense that I didn't realize that it was okay to fail certain mm -hmm. things. And yeah. I didn't know how to communicate that struggle. And that was the thing with Anne. I relied on her a lot to talk about how I was struggling so much, and she was always there to talk things through. That was nice. In general, would you say your med school classmates were open about struggles and challenges? And For me, what I've noticed is that it seems that every student wants to put on a brave, happy face mm -hmm. for every other student. Like, I'll be studying in the library, and I feel as though I hear students talking about everything that they know and then if I hear them talking about things I don't know, it just all seems overwhelming. And I think everyone knows everything and I know nothing. It's just kind mm -hmm. of that feeling that you get. Yeah, and there's a lot of pressure too because no one really talks about uh, what isn't working and they kind of just overwhelm me with what they think will work for okay. them in terms of study habits. So being thrown into that world, uh, especially as an out-of-state student, it was just, uh, it was a lot to take on for me personally. 
So you were able to talk a little bit with Anne, and how else did you deal with the struggle? So I don't think I dealt with it well because I ended up having to, I ended up failing two courses. Um, how I could talk a little bit about how the grading cutoffs work, but and then if you fail two courses, you are on track to repeat the year. I see. So that was my situation. So as the semester's going on, were you increasingly aware this was a possibility? To repeat the year? Mm -hmm. I, I knew that it might be in my future, mm -hmm. but I was still trying. So it wasn't until March of 2018 when I was informed that I had to repeat the year. Oof, that mm -hmm. must have been a blow. Yeah. it's. Uh, it was a very lonely feeling. It's really odd to be uh, immersed in this community with just um, so many unique, amazing people and then be told that you have to be out of it for uh. a few months. So, so yeah, so it was, it was super tough. Um, what was important to me was still communicating with my colleagues on campus, which is where Anne played a huge role and a couple of other of my friends who were the only ties that still were tying me into the community. Yeah. Because I wasn't allowed to shadow. I, was, I wasn't allowed to continue on with my curriculum, so it was just very difficult. You were in almost limbo yep. in a way. So you got this letter in the mail. Mm -hmm. You must have, you know, I can imagine just had this terrible sinking feeling as you read it. And then right. who did you tell? Who did you reach out to? I, it was a phone call that they do give you. Um, I was just kind of shocked for for the whole night that after I got that phone call, I immediately told Anne. She she and two other friends are the only two people I really confided in to talk mm. about because it's such a difficult thing to tell yeah. other students in your class, hey, I'm not going to be your classmate anymore. Um, I'm not going to be a part of this community anymore or be in your class. You always talk about graduating together and matching together and the fact that those wouldn't be, that wouldn't be my reality anymore with some of my closest friends was mm. really difficult to face. Um, but what, what felt nice was when I started telling people was that they were very supportive and very comforting and I still was invited to birthdays and you know little things like that that you don't think would make that much of a difference but they really did. They really helped me. Mm -hmm. So how did you handle this news Anne when you heard it? So it was first very shocking to me because I worked with Sophie all semester working and studying together like, I very much know that she's capable of doing all this, so for me it even also felt like a shock, maybe a little bit different, but still just very overwhelming to me because I also had those same pictures of doing all that together. But then also just kind of that feeling of like, I want her to still have that feeling of inclusion because I mean, yes, we're colleagues, but we're also friends. I mean, we've gone through all these experiences together. I said that like the unique experience of dissecting together brings you together, and I don't think just because you're no longer in the same class as a student can, should have to kind of keep you apart at all. So it was just, for me, about making sure that we could keep that friendship going together was the only thing I was really concerned about at that point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does the school um, have some advice for you or some plan that they lay out for you on how to take next steps? Academically or socially? I guess more academically, yeah. So. They do suggest you have a study plan that you follow, um, but then there are other aspects socially, such as you no longer have financial aid, so you have to find a job for an awkward job for four months. Oh. Or some people who, 
who left in the first semester, they'd have to find sort of a half a year job until they started again in August. So there's a lot of um, strenuous factors where you want to focus on academics, but then you realize all these other aspects of your life have holes now. Mm. And I do think that um, that's a role that I kind of am taking now is to try to to create more opportunities for students like myself who have been in the situation and don't know how to fill those financial needs mm -hmm. in order to feel better, in order to study better, to perform better eventually. Got it. Yeah. So you were able to reach out to your friends. Do you have uh, any ideas or advice uh, for what other people should do if they're in the same situation? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I. I've had a couple people um, ever since I've made myself pretty public amongst classmates that this has happened to me that have approached me right away and asked, you know, Sophie, how do I go from here? What do I do now? So I've sort of my goal is to create this network of um, physicians and faculty who have had academic challenges who would be available for a student like myself in my situation to shadow them. So that's already I have a couple faculty members on a list that when someone's approached me, I'd say, go speak to so-and-so, okay. go speak to so-and-so because they will let you shadow you. These are opportunities you can still apply for. Um, so you don't feel alone. You so know? you've almost started to gather resources mm -hmm. for others who share the same situation. Yes. Yeah. And is there any way for people to network or to uh, find classmates who are also struggling? Right, so the Dean of Student Affairs, she was able to send out an email last summer. I had asked her if it would be possible at all to send an email out saying that I was looking for other people to make a group of us that have either remediated a course or repeated a year okay. to just kind of talk to each other and see what worked for a fourth year, what worked for a third year down the line. So we, we do have this group now and we've had um, conversations about what matching is like after repeating a year what taking board exams is like after repeating years. So that already makes me feel better that I know a fourth year who's matched now, right? Who had to repeat a year, so. Got it, so, yeah. got it. So is there a name for a group or is this still an informal structure at this point? We um, just were established as an official student interest group. Okay. Um, and we call ourselves the Student Support Network. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. So would you say this experience has helped bring you closer together to other students? Absolutely. I, I feel like um, even as a non-repeating student, it's important to play a role like Anne did, to not be judgmental, um, not always talk about grades, not make comments like, this was so easy, that, oh, I, should, I don't know why I studied so hard for that. Just those certain comments in any um, setting, you don't know who you're speaking to or who is actually struggling in your audience. Um, and people that have talked to me uh, about this struggle, I always try to just make them feel better and make them feel less alone because I think that's one of the things I felt the most was just like very alone in it. Yeah. Yeah. And have you had any experience with this student support network, Anne? So I haven't been able to go to any of their meetings yet, but I have been able to talk with Sophie about some of those meetings that they've had. And I know one of the things that she told me that's just really stuck in my mind is when she first started putting this all together is when a student came up to her and said, this is the first time I'm talking about this out loud. And that really hit a string in my heart being like, these people are going through something and they just can't even feel like they can talk about it with anyone. And just hearing some of those stories 
really had a bigger impact on me than I even expected. Yeah, it's such a temptation, I think, in medicine, maybe in other professions too, to share our achievements and our triumphs. And that feels good to tell someone, but I wonder if it's as effective at binding us together as a community. It seems to me that it's when we share our challenges, our hurdles, our struggles, that we really feel closer, that we really feel um, more connected because we've admitted to that vulnerability. Mm -hmm. So uh, our instinct might be to, you know, humble brag about our achievements, but in, in reality, what we need the most is to recognize how connected we all are. Mm -hmm. Did, do you have any thoughts on what the future is going to look like? Have you made some progress since these events? Yeah, in terms of the group? In terms of your own journey and the group and everything. So I, my immediate, my present is that I did finish my first year, my second round of my first year, which I thought I felt really good about. Congratulations. Was, Thank you. Um, and moving forward, I'm not going to say that there aren't going to be struggles. I'm sure there will always be struggles. Um, but in the group, I, my goal is to create um, just sort of a legacy amongst the future class to, I spoke with a person the other day who is going to be in repeating the year and I told them, what do you want your role to be? And they said, I want to be do what you did. I want to reach wow. out to my classmates and I want them to not feel alone. So I think it would be really special if in future classes people have that sense of cohesiveness and aren't so um, stuck on being so competitive with each other because it really doesn't help. Yes. Yeah. So you've become almost an advocate <laughs> that's for many others. Wow. Yeah. That's very appropriate because that's what we're about at the Teacher Learner Advocacy Committee. You right. should join our committee. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you both for being here. I've really enjoyed hearing from you and I hope that uh, other students will be able to benefit from the group that you've started. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Join us next time for more Med Stories. Have one of your own? Email us at medstory at iu.edu. That's M-E-D-S-T-O-R-Y at iu.edu. This has been a production of Indiana University School of Medicine, preparing healers and transforming health.